So today's the March for Our Lives across the country, and it is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. Uh, it's about time young people started doing something for this damn country. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, we're really proud of all of you. Thanks so much for standing up for important things and for being uh, uh, vehement uh, about the stuff that matters. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mix 6, where we have six beers, six conversations usually unrelated to beer. We rate it on a five-point scale, and our significant others are here today. So uh, we just want to start off today's episode by welcoming Sarah and Brandy. Say hi. Hello. That's that's not what her voice is. This has already started poorly. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just... Were you going to do that accent the whole time? Yes, I want people to think that we're like fancy and like uh, they don't know what I look like or... What we literally we posted did a picture say, on Twitter. About we it. did say for 36 episodes that our girlfriends lived in Canada. So, <laughs> oh, um, I was not. Any kind of accident accident would be great. Right. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> that, that was Sarah. All right. There we go. This is going great. Swimmingly. <laughs> you asked for this. We did. Third, uh, 36 episodes in a row. That's yeah. exactly Second right. Second cheers to nagging, which is the only way I got Sarah into this room. Aww, yes. Okay. Wore down after two years. Where would relationships be without... Subtle social wearing down and booze beforehand. Oh, booze before. Yeah, we've been pre preparing for the podcast. (laughs) If you haven't um, detected that in our voices, anyway, six beers, six conversations. Uh, We also have a rating system that uh, Spencer came up with today, so I'm going to let him introduce it. Yeah, uh, I. It's been a while since y'all yelled at me about something, so I thought I'd try an objective system based on potato things, because I figured everybody has strong opinions about that. Also, I wrote this rating system, then I checked the survey results, and Joe, stuck at home tome, had asked about ideal hot potato snacks, so it was kind of a cosmic collapse and that these things lined up so anyways today our rating system is based on potato preparations as you know we rate beers on a one to five scale one is the worst beer you've ever had five is the best beer you've ever had i want to be clear you originally wrote this in the show notes in reverse that's right and, and it was so wrong yeah, yeah sarah and i almost had a friendship divorce from you right it the, yeah it was the first thing brandy noticed <laughs> when it she looked food. at the show notes yes yeah she was like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah so my bad uh, actually microsoft words bad because it numbers down naturally. Uh, so we fixed it. So anyways, here we go. Uh, worst beer you've ever had. Worst preparation of a potato. Scalloped. Um, I've huh. not had scalloped potatoes since I was like three years old at Kinder Care. And I remember throwing them up. I also remember they wouldn't let me have my fruit until I'd eaten my scalloped potatoes. Fuck you, Kinder Care. Did you have, do you have scalloped potatoes trauma? Because I can remember yeah. exactly the last time I threw up scalloped potatoes too. Yeah. As a child. Anybody else? Ladies? No, no trauma. I, nope. Just not good. <laughs> just not good. I, yeah, reasonable. I don't hate them, but they're not my favorite. Yeah. yeah, they're the worst on the list is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. Here's uh, This is a beer that, like, it's not the worst thing you've ever had. Push came to shove. You'd probably drink it, but it's not good. Um, I like the idea of a potato pancake, what some call a latka. Um, I've never actually liked a potato pancake, though. Uh, and so, fuck that noise. A three. Now we're getting to like standard. This is wait. A really what do you like about the idea of it? 
I just think it's a smart preparation for the potato. <laughs> okay, all right. Like, uh, I think I think that pancakes a are... A bold new shape in yeah. potato futures. <laughs> pancakes are de- efficient delivery systems. in the technology. That's right, yeah. Right. It feels very, like, mo- postmodern. Okay. The postmodern potato is a pancake. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, a three. So this is a, this is a potato preparation or a beer that you go back to. It's your standard bearer. It's the mashed potato. Uh, originally, it was baked... Yeah, um, I was like, this wasn't even on your list. No, yeah. I know. I know. I was yeah. wrong about this. We were pre-gaming today, and Caleb said that he would have included mashed, and it instantly struck me that mashed potatoes are the standard bearer yes. of minimum potato expectation. I'm not going to lie. We sat down to play a game last night, yeah. and we read your list, and yeah. we're like, I don't even know if I can go on. Yeah. I don't no, know. that's Gosh. fair. I don't know if I'm we can serious. have fun after reading that. Wow. You should have called me, man. <laughs> you could have talked it out. I was heartbroken. No, it seems reasonable. <laughs> this, um, this friendship divorce, though, does it... Is it both of us or just Spencer? Well, just Spencer. I, yeah, it, it okay. depended. It's, there were terms we had negotiated. We had like you know weekends and holidays. It's all worked <laughs> out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't like. I don't like. My God. I know. I <laughs> I've never felt less included in anything than my own friendship divorce. So, anyways, uh, we're, now we're into good potatoes and good beers. A four today will be the hash browns potato. Mm. Hash browns are delicious in almost any form. Uh, Waffle House, in fact, I think still exists to this day because they make the perfect hash browns. And a five, the most perfect preparation of a potato, and in this instance, the most delicious beer, one that changes beer for you in the positive, French fries. Thank God. French fries oh, are man. the per- potatoes, whether or not they, but the potato in Teleki is a French fry. That's what they're putting the ground for. That's their perfection, and they didn't know that it. That was originally listed as a one, though. And right, I'm telling you, it's a it's, it's a formatting concerning. issue, not a choice. We issue. would have had to deport you. Just, I'm just saying. Did bad. you did you want to talk about this animatic stuff, or are we just moving on? Yes, we should talk about it. So uh, we've had some wonderful people doing uh, work to do animatics for us, which is taking uh, one to two minute clips of us being funny, uh, which is about good luck finding two minutes about the maximum length we could be funny for um, and cutting that up with images. uh, Our friend David uh, did a fantastic job with the s'mores rant. He's currently working on it. We'd love to see other interpretations of that unique oeuvre uh, from Mm. our opening episodes. Uh, I've also cutting up some episodes myself, so you don't have to worry about cutting up the audio and getting it tight, and you can just worry about drawing pretty pictures, because I kind of wanted to do this too, and I drew a picture of Spencer, and he looks like a Bloodborne character. Um, It's very, very bad and not good. I kind of liked it. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, But you did look... Terrifying. Dave made me look like Hunter S. Thompson. Yes, so which, is, which is far superior. Different but cool um, take on me. So what we're going to do is, in the link to this episode, I'm going to share with you a Google Drive where I'm cutting up episodes into tiny little segments that you could perhaps an- animatic uh, easily, and we would be thrilled to see it. And uh, I'll say we'll pick the best one in a couple months, and you'll get a, a shirt. Oh, I love that. We'll give you a shirt. Yeah, we'll give you a shirt. Um, and, we'll, and we'll put it out on the social media. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we would love that. So, uh, yeah, g- get animating. You can cut your own stuff, too. You don't have to do stuff I badly edited because I don't know how to do it. If only we had some sort of, I don't know, producer. Like a role on the show. Like perhaps. Someone who worked with us. A person whose job was to edit audio. Put the show together. That could have done but i i fumbled my way through it yeah, it seems tough um so there'll be that folder and you can just pick stuff from oh, it we're just getting music in at this point <laughs> right yeah all right all right anyway uh it, that was a long pre-party we should get to beers yeah we're gonna get beers we're gonna get topics we'll be right back all right. 
Caleb, first beer of the day, what you got? Uh, we have a theme this episode. Did, so happy. Forgot to cover that in the pre-party. Uh, it's all Distille Brewery, uh, and they have a Wild Sour series. So we're just going to drink drink all of them. All the sours. Um, which are typical Mix-Six restraint. I just bought all of them, and we will just consume yep. all the ones I have. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to drink Distille Brewery's Wild Sour series. Uh, Syncopathic. Yeah, let's do it. And thank God we read that as the first one, because God knows what that would have come out of. Had drunk enough. In five. <laughs> He's drinking. He's thinking. Uh, it's weird, because normally I'm sitting across from you so I can read your face really well. Pretty, uh, that is pretty good. That's a hash brown. Whoa, a hash starting brown with a four. Sour. Yeah. Man. Um, which, I mean, I don't want an actual hash brown sour. That it's would probably not taste sour. good as a liquid. But, yeah, I'm going to try that. Uh, we'll pass that around the table, because we're all about, you know... CDC quarantining here and sharing definitely not caring. about sharing our germs. Uh, but Brandy, what are we going to talk about today? Um, I feel like I should talk like you guys and see if they can tell a difference. Oh, God, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> first, we're going to talk about dissecting Why our Why are fun. you awful? Uh, our fun, I, we are very smart and cruel, and we have girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about dissecting our fun, which is my favorite segment. It's usually where I stop listening afterwards. So. <laughs> um, I don't want to do this anymore. I love you. <laughs> Any of it. Um, and the subtopic for today is big screen to little board. Which film would you most like to make into a board game? And what would be the core mechanic? Ooh. Really great intro, babe. Great question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Not okay. so thrilled about the... <laughs> The editorializing on no, the no. yeah. yeah, I didn't need that. <laughs> Producer at all. Ross is just giving an enthusiastic He's thumbs so up. He's so excited because you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Anyway, cool. Um, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> again, you guys asked for this. Lose this address. <laughs> Thirty-six uh, times you asked for this. I'll go first. Please do. <laughs> uh, I want to see Street Fighter the movie, the game. Ooh, no that. Too many. It already was a game. No, it was a video game. I want to see it to be a board game, mm-hmm. and I want it to have mechanics like unfair, only rather than like after the first four cards where everything in the amusement park starts to get bad, it starts to get bad instantly. So the goal is to play mm. cards to make the best movie possible, but then you also have a card from a terrible luck deck where you play things to be like, Jean-Claude Van Damme won't come out of his trailer. Oh, uh, like a making of thing. Yeah, like, um, yeah. we lost a reel of film. Um, we decided to make a movie about this in the first place. Uh, Wesley Snipes wandered on set. Yeah, stock footage of actual massacres in that scene where Blanca gets brainwashed. Yeah. Like, And every time you're just trying to overcome this card of terrible movie disaster yeah that'd be good also you could do like tons of expansion for movie disasters you could do um the island of dr moreau the game like oh um yeah oh kind of a cool idea here marlon brando won't get out of character what do we do with that card like so uh, yeah make, make like a time stories shared board in which you insert yeah. Bad movie disaster but yeah, settings. But yeah, Ooh. each one's a terrible movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you gotta you gotta navigate your way. And it's way all about it. like pre and post production. Are you in the movie or are you a producer? No, you're 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 directing producing. Oh stuff, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go second and then I'm gonna let you two flounder around this. Okay, because <laughs> I know that's what's coming here. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot, of, a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah Sarah, a lot of confidence. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. But before we started this segment two minutes ago, you said this is the one I haven't thought about. So I just feel like feel like we're on the same Nailing page here, it. right? Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, she has so a plan. 
here's my here's my movie die hard one of the greatest movies of all time here's my core mechanic it's like burgle brothers two-player game Ooh. one of you is john mcclain trying to get through nakatomi plaza the other one is reginald vell johnson aka the dad from family matters acting as a spotter outside the building telling you where to go and giving you hints and like kind of like bonus powers and tricks then as an expansion you could play hans gruber and the terrorists so then what you are could your move powers is reginald vell johnson like uh, I shot a kid. Yeah. So grief, right? Yeah. <laughs> grief is one card? of the one of the cards, <laughs> nice. and it makes Twinkies. Him, um, yeah, it makes him like really passive for a turn because he doesn't want to do anything. But at the last second, he makes the right call. It's like a it's like a luck roll, maybe. Right, okay, fair but enough. But you're gonna pass. Um, uh, back your car up too far over onto another car, <laughs> and in that one, uh, you get to tell John McClane where one of the terrorists is in a yeah, window. Yeah, that's a unique mechanic. Right. It adds some verticality to the game, and it's a cooperative <laughs> game that turns into a competitive game when you add the expansion. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and call it now. Probably the, probably the best game we're going to come up with here. So yeah. You want to jump in there? Uh, yeah. I'm real, real antagonistic between you two today. Just, Do you, did you hear how this all started? Yeah. Okay. I mean, also I'm, I, I'm, I really want to be better, but you got to know when you're beat. And okay. I really, I would buy that diehard game oh, thanks, tomorrow with nice. your money. Okay. <laughs> okay. There just so we're clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, my movie is Dumb and Dumber, and there are several reasons. First, when I first saw this movie, I, that was the moment I realized I could be anything that I wanted to be. <laughs> so it is a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. So here's the, I, I want it to play like Takedo. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like moving from wherever they start in the movie, I don't know, mm-hmm. their apartment yeah. to Aspen, okay? Um, and you're going to like try to earn points in Four different categories. Mm-hmm. Love, mm-hmm. dumb, mm-hmm. courage, mm-hmm. and style. So like... Oh, as, man, the style at the end. Exactly. You could add some great accessories That's in right. there when they dress up for the Aspen ball or I, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes, so you get it. Mm-hmm. I'd get okay. it, yeah. Um, and like, you just play it. Mm. <laughs> and like, you try to earn points. I mean, you can earn points, like dumb points, by like getting the pretty bird. Or mm-hmm. getting a moped. Um, love points by going to the hotel. Mm-hmm. What's Freda to Felcher talk? Felcher. Yep. Um, or the gas station whenever Seabass comes in trying to get a blowy. Mm-hmm. Or, there we can go. You, do you say that? We did. We Kay. just did. And I assure you it's not going to get edited a blow- out. A bloge. A blowy. A bloge. A blowster. We don't need more words for it. <laughs> like, keep going. Functionally, this is the we same mean. as doing an episode live. Every yeah. time. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it's its own weird risk. Um, lots of ways to earn points, but one of the best ideas here... Oh, well, the first to reach the end of the Takedo map yeah. is it, the first to reach the end in an attempt to kill Mary's husband so you can be with her forever, then you win. But Spencer had this great idea of like keeping the same artist as Takedo, so it's like watercolor. Beautiful water, watercolors. Oh. Uh-huh. But Ooh. dumb and dumber. Yeah. So <laughs> The shaggin' wagon as yeah. painted by some Japanese watercolorist. <laughs> I like that. All right. All right. It, yeah. Buy it. <laughs> Buy it on Kickstarter. <laughs> After Party Foul. Sarah? Well, we already established that I didn't think about this very well, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's going to be a fantastic deception game, but I need you guys to help me figure out, you know, some more mechanics. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Overboard. <laughs> All right. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> 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 Go on. Overboard. I, that's that's, that's far, it. That's, that's as far as, 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 as we've got. So you got so, you got you know, movie. You, you got to be uh, Kurt Russell 
Because you're lying to Goldie Hawn the whole time. Oh, I got it. Oh. I think I got okay, it. Okay, yeah. I think I got it. Okay. I'm honestly open to this. One player plays Kurt Russell. It's a three-player game only, all right? Okay. One player plays Kurt Russell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one player plays Goldie Hawn's original character. Mm-hmm. Joanna. Joanna. No big All right. Deal. One player plays uh what's the what's the new Annie? new identity he Annie brainwashes with Annie. Mm-hmm. All right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Joanna and Annie, they both have the same cards and they don't know who is which is which until you pull an event card oh that God. is the guy. So like who are you competing to be better at? Are you playing any cards to get like really good at housework and like helping kids with poison ivy and yelling at elementary school teachers? Uh, are you playing cards to be like wearing really inappropriate bikinis and <laughs> like eat, complaining about caviar and shoe racks? But here's the thing: you don't know if you're helping yourself win Ooh. until Ooh, love it. I love it. But here's the thing. The Kurt Russell character he knows knows, All right. knows which is which, and so you're trying to glean from him before the the whatever her husband's name is card comes up, and you actually reveal the identity uh, who is playing who. Uh, alternate reading on the overboard game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you are are playing the butler on her oh. boat, mm-hmm. and you're trying to find her. But you're going through this nightmare land that is Kurt Russell's mini golf course, <laughs> where he's laid both traps and clues of how to find so Goldie Hawn. It's a horror Hawn. game. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. Throw I a little, like both of these throw a little right. Cthulhu yeah. in there. Whatever. Call it a day. Bingo, bango. Arkham Horror, the Overboard Edition. I think Sarah, we could do either. Yeah, you did a good job. Arkham, that was really good. Arkham, help <laughs> me really out here. Really good job of not doing a job. Arkham Overboard. No. Okay. Well, awesome point. We'll no. take that. No. No. What I am going to be supportive of is Sarah's idea, which is great. We've been holding hands the whole time we've been recording. I'm like this deeply antagonistic relationship we have over here. So. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry you all had to hear that. Um, um, hey, we're gonna get um, we're gonna get some more beers. We're gonna take a few minutes to do some counseling, uh, and then we're gonna come <laughs> back and we're gonna jump into binge binger. Brb. Spencer, what are you drinking? I don't know if y'all heard, but we're drinking beers by Destille Brewery out of Bloomington, Illinois, and it's their whole Wild Soured series. This is the Flanders Red. We actually just had a Flanders Red on a different episode, so and I remember liking it quite a bit. I could be wrong. A little bit drunk. Um, let's give this one a go. Mm. He's drinking it. He's consuming it. I'm filling dead air with words. <laughs> they have little to no meaning. He is still not talking. Um, I am stuck. <laughs> I think it's a... Uh, I think it's probably a mashed. Uh, I like the front quite a bit. I do not care for the back all that much, but it's not offensive. Like, I would drink more of this beer, so it's a three for me. Go ahead. Jump in there. Sarah, while we pass around that germ can, um, what, are we, what are we doing here? Oh, it tastes like a germ can. Okay. Oh, well, not, Caleb's not a fan. Not a three for Caleb me. Caleb did not care for the, right, the no. Flanders. It's a good face. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, we're going to do a little binge binger, and we're going to talk about the new season of Queer Eye, which was fantastic. Phenomenal. Yes. Almost top to bottom. It was pretty good. Really disappointing. There was only seven episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a bummer. They have these uh, like little mini yes. episodes like you can get on social media. Are they going to relocate them for season two? Or is oh, it I all going to be Georgia Oh, it's going to be Georgia. I think it's probably Do I need best. to move to Georgia? Yeah, we should go there. And get I'm, some free clothes and a home makeover. 
I liked I liked the Georgia base. I was surprised, and you know, I like that they explored different areas in Georgia. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. just all downtown yeah. Atlanta. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, yeah. So we're going to be ranking the top three makeovers in the latest season of Queer Eye. So obviously, we're all very well versed in this, and obviously, we've all picked three makeovers that we thought were the best. He said, looking at Caleb, knowing this isn't true. Um, I don't know their names. Well, I don't know their names. You either. know what? In that case, I would love for you to start. Yeah, that'd okay. be great. It's the one where they cried about their dad. Oh wait, that's every episode. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's like three out of seven. It's every every single episode. You mentioned a dad in that show. Everyone's crying. It's weird. It's a troubled relationship with male. The figures. one kid was about his mom. It wasn't about his dad. That's right. All right. Yeah. I don't know his name, but he was all about it. I mom. think my is, and we're gonna go from least favorite to most. I yeah, assume. but uh, but all three of them are your favorite. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, so I will go with the uh, police officer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think they had the most to do there. Um, now the whole like gimmick of I'm gonna fake pull them over. And pretend yeah. it's a racial profiling that thing was... really put a sour on the whole episode, even for me. Now, they did talk about it. That's good. I'm glad yeah. they at least hung a lantern on it, and that wasn't just like the cool joke. But at the same time, would have not done that. Would have maybe not, maybe not done that. Things when got the real show. weird. But I that said, that. that man needed a makeover because he wore really gross gym shirts everywhere. Uh, gym shirts. Gym also, shirts. and I didn't, I didn't mis, <laughs> I mispronounced Probably, a lot of words. Yeah. I didn't mispronounce that. One. Yeah, I'm exactly sure that's what those were. Uh, also, third on my list, uh, same guy. I called him Corey the MAGA guy. Uh, oh yeah, because he tried to pawn off that he had to make America Great Again. Hat. Also, not sure he deserved a makeover. No, well, I would well, yeah. love to get a makeover from those fine gentlemen. I'll, I'll say this: one of the things that I appreciated most about that episode was how hard in the paint everyone went in the. Um, oh man, there's some there's a racial there's a racial thing here. Let's just talk about it. I appreciated that they were willing to do that. Although, yeah, I think the vehicle of delivery may have been a little questionable. Um, honey pie. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is my third favorite episode, That's right? right? Yeah. Okay, um, least of the top three. Okay, it's hard because I love every episode, mm-hmm. and every episode I do the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, and then I cry, cry <laughs> nonstop. But I think my third would be um, the episode where Queer Eye kind of took a spin. It was Queer Eye for the queer guy, and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. helped AJ. AJ, thank yep. you. And it was just super beautiful. And then at the end, when he's telling his mom his stepmom or yeah. Mom, yeah that that he's gay and introduces him to his boyfriend i i was a, a like hyperventilating yeah. it was beautiful and then i saw an insty that uh that's they're a, getting married instagram yeah. <laughs> they're getting married oh that's awesome and it just it's it's wonderful and it was just a totally different take on the show because right. usually it's queer eye for the straight guy but it's just queer eye we just go for it just flipping it and I also love it. he had a swing in his apartment he oh did. i love it i know it's for sex i know oh, it's yeah. clearly for sex but you know what it also is fun it's, it's fun. just it's just good clean fun when it's not for sex yep. that's right um who doesn't want a swing in their house that's great we've got two <laughs> Okay. Not even even sex things, just swings. (laughs) Just Just straight up in the living room, just hanging out, watching football, swinging. You know know what everyone who has a sex week says? Yep. That is not for sex. Well, okay. That's weird. Sarah, third for you? Uh, I liked the techie guy. He was kind of reclusive and didn't like to be touched and was really like terrified of them the entire time. And then the end was very open and finally let people into his life. Mm-hmm. And that into one, his home. Yeah. 
And I think they did a really nice job on him. I couldn't tell if that guy was being sincere or not for the first 75% of the episode. Yeah. And so I was like struggling with it. And then at the end, he got really into it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, well, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list is AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolute sob fest. Uh, second hardest cry of the whole series, which is largely the order in which I ranked these things. How did I cry the most? Yep. Yeah. I just need you to know that. Right. Caleb, second for you. Uh, mine is going to be, again, I don't know names. Um, the house hadn't been updated from the 70s. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I had a real hard laugh yeah. about two college age gentlemen in a house that had, you know, like <laughs> fucking quarter paneled wood walls and shag carpeting and like Lois Daly's on all. God, it was real funny. I just like, liked when culture guy whose name I don't know because I'm for started wearing, Karamo. Karamo. Started wearing yeah, his yeah. mother's old like, clothes that dressed like, like a don't pimp. Don't you think he has a problem with like <laughs> the guy wearing his gra- dead grandmother's clothing like as a pimp? And he seemed like, to oh, lean into it. Maybe I mean, not, yeah. Yeah, it was but... fraught. It was fraught, but the guy seemed to be way cooler with it than he had any reason to be, or at least they edited it as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't want a man necessarily wearing my dead relative's clothing walking around doing a sort of show in them, but um, they also remodeled that whole damn house for free. So whatever price whatever I can pay, I, that's probably okay with me. Um, so yeah, I thought that was uh, a funny episode. Also, not very cryy, which was mm-hmm. not with my pick. It's it felt sort of lighthearted. Uh, and I watched like original Queer Eye, so I, yeah, I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wanted. I guess I was looking more for that sort of light haunted. Well, well, boy, look at those clothes. Don't they look nice? Right. Let's not touch on like deep societal. It problems. wasn't a dad issue either. It wasn't a dad issue. Oh, buddy. but it was because the dad did yep. the meals, yep. holiday meals. That's right. Yeah, he didn't uh, sob as much. And though. he, he wanted something. to be an entrepreneur he like his dad. Dang it. Yeah, God, Dang there are it. a lot of dad issues in that There's show. A There's a theme. There's a theme. Second favorite episode. My second favorite is uh, the cop episode. Oh yeah, Corey mm-hmm. the MAGA guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> call him what you want. I just, I obviously cry in every episode, but this one was. Uh, this one was really. Was that the season wonderful. opener? No, no. 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 I'll get there. I'll get That's there. the first one I saw. Though. We'll get there. That's cool. definitely the first one I saw. Was, we'll talk about Tom. It was just wonderful. <laughs> I love the very raw, real moment in the car. Like you just don't. You know, you don't see people kind of confront that and talk about it, and mm-hmm. I think they did, and I think they did a really good job. And the makeover was toit. It was. Oh yeah, it was really good. Yeah, good. yeah guy yeah. needed it. Mm-hmm. Sarah, um, I think we established his name was AJ. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. Yep, that one. Yep. We already talked about it. He was but great. Was, yep, it was good. Number one on the list, and it shouldn't be close if I'm being it's, totally honest. Yeah, it's it's Tom. It's time. It's obviously that one. That's f- episode one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the season premiere. So good. Series premiere. Yeah. Not, no, AJ's was, number one. It was the perfect premiere, perfect Caleb, shut up. way to bring it back. Yeah. AJ's number one. Oh, it's not close. Guys, Tom, the reason why... It's because you haven't seen Tom, have you? Did you watch Tom? I watched parts of Tom. Oh, oh, well, no, oh, you don't okay. get to. No, get you out. don't get to. Uh-uh. No, not in this house. He had a swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tom was first off. Tom was the of. So if you just lined up all the people that were going to be on the series before I started watching it, and you were like, which one of these guys is going to hate this the most? Yep. I would look at Tom and be like, no. Was Tom mm-hmm. the guy that worked like 18 jobs and had a billion kids? No, no, no. that was a pretty Tom, good one too. What, but mm-hmm. Tom was the one who brought the lady home. Remember his at the third end? ex-wife that he liked the most. Went to oh, car the show. old guy. The yeah, old guy. that was pretty touching. Oh, oh, yeah. oh th- there he is. Yeah, welcome to and the party. Hey, I didn't memorize it, so it yeah. wasn't number one. That's true. It, it was, was the, memorable. It was yeah. the first episode, so it was kind of like 
am I going to love this show or mm-hmm. am I going to not love is it? Is Jonathan going to be too much is for Jonathan, me? Is Jonathan, exactly. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. No, that really wasn't. is the question of but the first episode you watch, whether it's the first yeah, episode or not. by the end, you are, you are all obsessed in. with Jonathan. Yeah. No, Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, yep. You want him to be your best friend, you want him to be your lover, you want him to be everything. <laughs> well, you want his hair, I mean, his face. His hair is gorgeous. His hair is so well groomed. It's beautiful. Um, that derailed a little bit, but <laughs> I think by and large, we're all right. I think we all might also agree that the worst episode was stand-up comedian Joe. Oh, oh God. Yeah. How, he needs no. a different profession. Yeah. Yeah. That well, poor that, gentleman. Uh, I mean, good for him for losing all the weight and like yeah. trying to do stand-up comedy. No, but Yeah. But he wasn't funny. And his personality no, no. was real meh. Yeah. And, the sh- and that was just not an Im- interesting episode of television. Mm-hmm. I uh, disagree. It's not my favorite, but also it just... Everyone has their own thing, and it was nice to see so what's all your, different... Can you even say a least favorite? No, oh, she can't. Because when you do, I'm just going to say, you She's... know, babe, everyone has their own thing. Yeah. I'm just going to under Stop underwrite so your nice. opinion. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think I have a least favorite yeah. now. All right. Really? I don't want to decide. Uh-uh. Punting I on think... that one. Wow. Yeah. We take, too much we, pressure. We take risks on this show, <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> you're not willing just to put it out there. I'm just getting stared at. We're I can gonna... give you my least favorite episode of the Mix Six. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I cut the mic. End. End it. I need a new beer. I need a new beer. Cut the mic. Gotta go. Now that we've made up and are back together again and love each other, um, I want to extend to you this this opportunity to review a beer on this podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Women drink beer too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just sip it and do it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated it's my, it's my system. Yeah. My first time. That's the whole thing. You've just reduced we this are, whole podcast we're down. A corrupting influence, I guess. Okay. Oh. The name of the beer. There we go. Is Distill Brewery Wild Sour Series Blueberry Goza. Mm-hmm. And now I'm drinking there it. There we go. In okay. order. Yep. It's a really plain Jane name. Just um, okay. Potatoes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rating system, not mm-hmm. the beer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say that it is a uh, hash brown potato. Oh, a four. Ooh, yeah, a four. I'm not really a big fan of sours at all. So, because most of the time they taste like Kool Aid with a, like a little urine and a little bit of like, it just depends on the fruit, whatever fruit is added to it. So, this one is. I was going to say, what do you more... have against Kool Aid? But then you said oh, urine. urine. The urine. Yeah. 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 You have the urine against it. But you it. like this one. I actually, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine, but for a sour for me, yeah. it's better than. I'm, I'm grading it against other sours. Should I grade fair. it against other beers? No, no, I don't need to try it. Blueberries can fuck off. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A four's good. A four's four's good. Yes, yeah. a four's good. It's a it's a good it's a good sour. It's not a great beer. That was really good for being your first beer ever, Brandy. Oh, yeah. I drank it with only with two hands. <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> uh, Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about today in Getting Literature, which is your number one vote getter. Uh, we're going to talk about what were your gateway books. So books that hurled you into what Spencer calls the reading verse. TM. Which, as a teacher, might be the most elementary school thing I've ever yeah, seen. It's cute. Are you sure you don't run like a local 
library for children? No, I'm, well, reasonably positive. Are you giving them points to Pizza Hut for every yeah. book they <laughs> book turn it, in? Book it, for sure. Launch off into the reading that verse, was a, that everybody. Was a, that was a gateway for me, though, in reading and uh, pre-diabetes. So kind of a double win. Oh, there. our entire generation owes Pizza Hut to what little literacy we have. That's right. Thanks, yeah. book it. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so good. So, okay, uh, books that were kind of like seminal for you and making you want to read more books. Uh, Sarah? Um, I was a really nerdy kid, so no, no, no. I would never believe that. Come on. Here's the problem: my <laughs> uncle likes to talk about how I would read the car manual in his car because I didn't have a book with me at the time when I was Very, like seven. Yeah, that's normal. So, are we talking like more adultish books or no, just reading? I would love for you general. to say the car manual was your gateway. <laughs> yeah, what's that the, was it. That what's was the what make and model of that car? Okay. Was <laughs> here's what I'll. I'll really say fifth grade we read the giver and that book Mm -hmm. like changed my world because it was my first like not happy happy ending book and i i loved it and i know the movie was kind of meh it was okay but for me how was the car manual movie (laughs) fantastic Mm -hmm. so good i don't know if you've seen fast and furious series but (laughs) never heard of it all based on that it's an adaptation yeah (laughs) yeah it won an oscar (laughs) but um so i think the giver is probably my book Mm -hmm. such a good book also didn't read it until much later in life and still was like shook as 10 being like 10 year old like blew my mind so good mm-hmm. uh caleb can we only pick the one no we can go we can go around a few times all right um mine is probably going to be unrecognizable to most people uh there Nerd. were aliens Nerd. movie tie-in novels by what? S- by sd perry oh yeah sd oh, yeah, yeah everyone oh, knows yeah, now i remember uh and by oh, oh, Dixon. Books. <laughs> yeah. and by sd perry i mean uh whatever ghostwriter was using that name yeah. at the time because he's written more books than is humanly possible uh or she because god knows because <laughs> it's really just a it's a fake up name um but my dad was reading them and i'm like i want to read like dad my dad's like don't they're like about horrific things bursting out of your chest. I'm like, want to read it more now? He's like, there's sex stuff in it. And now I'm stealing them. <laughs> and and he's like, all right. And so I read them and I talked about them with my dad. It's like, I didn't really like that scene where the alien murdered the couple while they were having sex. He's like, me either. And like, we talked about literature for what I thought literature was at the time. So I read crappy movie tie-in novels that my dad had read, and we talked about them. And that I, that, I think, probably think, if I'm being honest, moved me more towards, I like the idea of reading something and then talking about it with somebody uh, more than like any actual yeah. literature by right. a real person, not about killing xenomorphs. But, uh, you know, I'm, we're all about honesty on this podcast. We are. We are. And I like your pick because it wasn't just about the book. It was about the act of then talking about books. Yeah, I which think is, that's an important thing to launch yourself into the reading verse. Right. That's right. And, and for your podcast <laughs> where you talk about books. That's yeah. absolutely right. Um, Honey Pie, what'd you pick? Well, I'm I'm an outlier in this group because like make a movie about it, grow up. I don't read that often, um, but I get in these like spells. So like I'll read something and then be like, I'm jazzed about reading. You, you know? also have ten minutes of personal time every day. Like that's it. She right. Yeah. 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 It's a time issue. Yeah. Um, and I'll, oftentimes I'm like, read. if I'm going to read something, I need to read it for a purpose. Like it's yeah. it's like yeah. So. But for me, one of the books that kind of catapulted me into my binge reading um, recently was All the Light We Cannot See. I don't know if you know that book. Still have it. Still haven't yeah. read it. Uh, Sorry. 
it's so good. And I is it by Esty Perry? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> how did you know? Wow, <laughs> they're um, so similar in theme. <laughs> it's just Locked. like written so beautifully, and it gives you like hope because it's like about a French girl and a German boy, and their paths collide. Um, and it's like in World War Two, and she's blind, which is pretty she's important. She's blind. Guys, we're adding some pretty important context here. Yeah. I know, but yeah. I just I'm so I'm verklempt because just thinking about it, I'm like it's it's a really really well written book. Um, and oh, well, we'll wait until we go around again. Sure. for the yeah. next one, we'll do okay. a round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, my grandparents. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up, and my grandma um, had all of the like original copies of the Oz books. Um, she still has a number of them, in fact, and uh, she grew up with them, and so she bought updated copies for all of her kids, uh, and then when I was young, she bought updated copies for me, and so after school, she and I would sit and read the Oz books, and two things. One, kind of fell in love with the story of the Wizard of Oz, but two, they were all, um, the whole series was the same look, and so you could stack mm-hmm. them up one next to the other, and they looked really nice together. Yeah. Which led me to this, like, odd love of good look. Like, I get almost an ASMR type thing looking at all of the Kurt Vonnegut books of a certain style next to each other. So I kind of fell in love with the idea, too, of collecting books that looked good not, next to other yeah, books. Yeah, not even necessarily to read them, just because they look good right. together. No, it just so happened that they were good books. Okay, yeah. Gatsby. Yeah. Well, okay. It's next on the list. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, I'm in the po- episode, actually, believe it or not. Um, Who are you? Yeah. Sorry. Hey, it's producer Russ. Producer, uh, he literally just sorry. grabbed a microphone I did grab and the pulled microphone. it away from someone. He has uh, things to say. I do have things to say. Uh, one of the books that I remember that really got me interested in reading uh, was I read a lot of books on mythology as a kid, but like one in particular uh, is called Eskimo Igloo Tales. It's about Inuit uh myth- myths and folklore huh. and it's their their myths are so I, I don't want to say fucked up, but they're kind of fucked up because they're really interesting. Um, but they they don't have points like they do in like Greek myths or something like that. There's no a lot of them have no parable. They're just like a man was on the ice and then a flaming skull came to him and said, "Oh hey, I'm your friend." And he's like, "No," and he ran away. And then he threw his uh, boot at the flaming skull and the boot fought the flaming skull. And then uh, but then the flaming skull kept chasing after him. And then and it goes on and on until the guy got to his igloo and he shut the door. Uh, or no, he got to the igloo and his wife opened the door and before he could say anything, he fell over dead. And like, that's a story. Wow. Yeah. And they're all these just, it's like. You know, I understand so much about you now. <laughs> <laughs> they were just really compelling for me because they're like, what the fuck is the meaning behind this? And just thinking about it. Uh, yeah. Made me want to read more about uh, myths and folklore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah that was a lot. And, and honestly, well, I don't understand is what I want to say about that. And maybe that's the point. Uh, Brandy, give us another one. Uh, okay. Um, again, I think I read this because I, I mean, I work with, with kids. That's like my livelihood. Um, and a lot of kids at this time, time in my life were reading hunger games and I wanted to like know what they were talking about and they loved it. And honestly, like your audience. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the books. I mean, I, my life wasn't changed, but they, I could, I read them in like a day and then the movies were fine. I mean, it was just, yeah, <laughs> I, again, um, the movies I feel real I, passionate about. I, I just think it, I, I couldn't put them down. It caused mm-hmm. more reading. It caused more reading right. yeah. and it caused me to relate to a lot of the kids I work with in a different level. Yeah, I don't read a lot of YA, but I devoured those. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I never read, um, uh, Sarah. Um, <laughs> So, 
I feel like this is a very gateway choice in the Goosebumps books that oh, I read. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But like, when I pull up my Kindle now and I get suggested titles, I get like kind of effed up suggestions of like Appalachia, Gritlit. Southern Gothic, and they're kind of weird and Yeah, you read some up. dark shit. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, and I really, really enjoy those. And I think I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on those original kind of horror for kids books of the Goosebumps mm-hmm. series. No shame here. We did a whole rating system based on Goose, Goosebumps. I know. Goosebumps. Oh. Goosebumps. Yeah, mm-hmm. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. But the Kmart version <laughs> of Goosebumps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Always that, save that was the gateway by R. W. Stein. <laughs> <laughs> by S. D. Perry. <laughs> uh, Caleb. Uh, I'm gonna. It's not a single book. It's a category of books that no longer exists. Thank Animals. God. No. Um, so when I was in school, we had a program called AR, the Accelerated Reader Program. Yeah, it still exists. Where, oh God, why? Where the entire entirety of your reading in English grade became how many of these points you could get. Yep. And you got these points by taking these reading comprehension tests, specially made for individual titles in the library. But what it meant was that you could only read books that were on the approved AR list and everything else wasn't allowed. Still a thing. So nothing I could – so, like, I'd be reading more than everybody in the class and nothing I would read would count towards my English grade. So I'd get, like, Fs in middle school English because I wasn't reading anything. So what I figured out how to do was there would be books you could read, but you didn't have to test in a grade level. So it's just like – well, read Gone with the Wind and then don't do it again for two years. <laughs> so I read like Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. I read Of Mice and Men in the fifth oh. grade just because you could rack up these points and get your damn teacher to shut the hell up and let you read what you wanted. But I was also like pushing myself, like which mm-hmm. is not a thing a lot of kids do in YA literature today. They read the same thing they like over and over again, which is what I wanted to do. But in order to do that, I had to overcome this ungodly hurdle of these stupid tests and uh to do that i would read the longest most complicated thing possible and you had to pass that test so you had to like get reading comprehension out of it so you know i learned a lot about you know literature and stuff like that but solely antagonistically i don't want to give the ar program credit for it like sure um my understanding is that people are trying to ban ars now Oh. oh my yes. god, really? No, it, it was bringing Disgusting. it full circle. That I want was... you to know, from the moment you said AR, I was waiting to find a an assault rifle joke. <laughs> I want you to know, from the moment you said that, yeah. I'm losing respect for you. This and has it's not gone well Going for further today. down. Also, god. he looked at each one of us and smiled, looking, seeking for our approval after that joke. <laughs> and yeah. I'm glad no, no one fruit. gave it to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. No. And yet he persists. Yeah. So no one then on the, no? How many books were on the AR list? 14, 16, oh, somewhere up. in the middle. I hate uh, you so much. Okay, uh, next on my list, um, yeah, The Great Gatsby. So I got, I was really sick in like fifth or sixth grade, uh, probably with an asthma attack, let's not lie. And uh, it's the one book you read in high school, so you've got to say it. Well, no, listen. <laughs> I read it. I read it in like fifth or sixth grade. My grandma brought over Catch Twenty Two, Fahrenheit Four Fifty One, and The Great Gatsby. The strong Harris tradition of exposing children to things they are not prepared. Yeah, yeah for. exactly. Right. It's a lineage. Uh, and what, so, what movies were you on to by then? One hundred eighty Days of Sodom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. We were just really leaning into Caligula. Uh, yeah. I, I'm cold. Uh, and so, anyways, I read The Great Gatsby uh, like really early on in life, and I think actually what it did is it set the stage for me um, really rebuking the excesses of capitalism and starting a podcast where I'm the most Marxist.
Marxist member of so the much. whole thing. <laughs> so it makes complete sense. Yeah. And uh, I think we totally get it here. And uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Sarah, what are you drinking? Sticking with the theme, I've got uh, here goes uh, nothing. Hey, nice, awesome point. She's trying it live because it's the mm-hmm. today. It's the destial water rule. Yes, bingo. Um, nice, thank you. Lots feel, of puns. I feel like this about this as I did the blueberry one, and I think it's a mashed. Mashed. It's oh. a mashed. Oh, um, a mashed. It's oh, like, it's like drinkable and it's fine. A lot of puns here at the beginning of this. Doesn't have segment. a lot of flavor of anything. Is that the is that the dry hopped oh, sour? Uh, I think I've tried that one before. It literally says nothing oh. about that on the It okay. is the <laughs> here goes a nothing. Yep. Here goes a, it's, it doesn't say dry. It hop. doesn't say anything. Wow. But it's like perfectly drinkable. Yeah. Doesn't it, have any flavor really. The uh, syncopathic is still winning. Yeah. And. and Amongst the series, in my opinion, I would agree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But like, you could drink a lot of those. Yeah, which is how how this goes sometimes. Yeah, you know how uh, this goes. <laughs> Spencer, what that, are we talking that was about? Better. Uh, yeah, so we're into Ask Mixed Six, where you submit questions, and today Copper Crane has asked us a doozy: Which natural disaster slash conspiracy coming true do you think you'd be most well prepared for? <sighs> <laughs> That slash is that's that's a heavy slash. Off the top, I want to say none of them between that slash. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I went natural disaster. I went with like apocalypse event. Uh, It was kind of like the thing that I went for here, Uh, and none of them went well. So I'm just going to tell you off the top my answer. I think that the thing I'd be most well prepared for is the the pandemic. Um, First off, I don't really need to leave my house. In fact, most days I'm happiest not leaving my house. So I'm I'm not super likely to be caught up in this whole thing. You're pathologically afraid of germs like already. That's right. Before a pandemic. That's right. I hand sanitize on the reg. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm generally clean about germs and sharing things, he said, after trying a beer. 11 other people have tasted at this table. Uh, You're doing good. Alcohol kills germs. Uh, I am I am kind of obsessive about yeah the spread of pathogens in the first place and so uh, I think that by and large I would do pretty well in a pandemic like event yeah and also like you play that game a lot so you could take <laughs> I know what, what to do yeah you could take what you learned somebody has to play the medic did fly always. to yeah. Atlanta yep. all the time yeah. cure, cure them diseases you're good. Uh, now, I, I do want to say that I'd probably not be good in the Hollywood version of Panda. Like, I'm not going to be the brave guy who, like, goes out looking for yeah. the antidote. Like, I'm just going to hold up until I die or don't. But I think I'm going to be able to hold up for a while before that resolves. You need more water in your basement. I do need more water. We need better go bags. Or in this case, better stay bags, as it were. In the yeah. Basement. Yeah. Stay bags. Yeah, it's totally true. <laughs> uh, Caleb. Why aren't those a thing? Well, they are now. I could make a hell of a stay bag. Stay bags. TM. Find them on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's the thing. Natural disaster, copper. None of them. I am yeah. really not equipped for survival. <laughs> right. Uh, there is no further proof that we have stopped evolving as humans than the fact that I have made it to this year of age. Like, it is sort of a just a middle finger to the idea of natural selection that I'm still around. So the, the natural disaster, no, not going to happen. Conspiracy theory, though, here's the thing. Pretty much all of them, because they're all right wing. 
and most of them don't affect me. Jade Helm, you want to invade Texas? Fucking go for it. Yeah. Like, get after it. Go for it, Obama. Uh, you're going to take my guns away? All right, done already. Here we go. We're, we're ready to go. Like, pretty much anything Alex Jones has ever said. Is Congress made of lizard people? Sure, yeah. why not? That explains so much. I'm actually better with that. Like, so pretty much any right wing conspiracy theory, I'm a okay because I am not the target demographic there. Like, I'm going to be outside of all of those Venn diagrams and just sitting pretty with Texas being invaded by lizard people that yeah. are turning frogs gay. Why can't frogs be gay, guys? Really like, gay. just let rib them all it, get after it. it. Yeah, like... Love is love. Yeah, exactly, frogs. Like, so pretty much every right-wing conspiracy theory could happen at the same time, and my life would change n- not one bit. Yeah, so you I, are. I'm A-OK with that. You're literally Alex Jones proof. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't touch me. Right. Uh, my wife... Oh God! Topical uh, movie reference. <laughs> Jesus. Topical. Mm-hmm. So hot. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I um, I'm like a perpetual worrier. Like honestly, I worry about a lot of things all the time. Um, I think I've always been that way. So I always wake up knowing like I could probably die, and. <laughs> It's a great way to live. I'm happy. That's about what it's it. like to live with Spencer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just open your eyes in the morning, you're like, I'm man, death comes for us no, all. This is a more of a recent thing. So, like, I don't even. <laughs> babe, how's your life going? How's... Cool. Uh... What a time to be alive, huh? Best episode ever. Uh... <laughs> I love you, uh-huh. and I just. I'm always ready. Like, I can't even, like, watch the news because it causes me such angst. I'm just always ready for a nucle- nuclear apocalypse at oh, yeah. all times. Oh, yeah. I, like, when I wake up, I'm like, you know, I have no idea what the fuck is happening in the world. And I don't, I, I ignorance is bliss in a lot of ways because I'm constantly scared that something is awful is going to happen. Yeah. So, but then it also, it isn't always a bad thing because then it makes me attack my day. And I got to make a damn difference today. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um Oh. So is nuclear apocalypse your answer? Is that it? Or uh, yeah, I just I'm like okay, I'm just like kind of like expecting it because you're ready you know, for I'm it right just now. Ready for it? Yeah, like I, I feel like I could. Uh, I'm most prepared for it because I'm like prepared for everything. Yeah. It's so just, like, what kind? Oh, are you are you ready for like? Uh, last day, kind of like let's hide in the basement for years. Are you ready for more like fallout? Super mutants, red dawn type scenarios. We are not ready for. I know what's in our basement. We are not ready for hang. Stay bags. We are not ready for hangout <laughs> like that. Long. You've got that Austin Powers cut out, right? There's some Ghostbusters <laughs> and Ninja Turtles down there. That Salida Gomez cut out, washer and dryer. Yeah, so we'll have some clean ass clothes and a lot of fun for <laughs> like yeah. two weeks, and then we're gonna all want, stocked on board games. We're gonna want new toys, and we are gonna want something different to wear. So I feel like we're not super ready, Food's but we're kind of ready. We're kind of ready, yeah. We'd, we'd make it four days. So my approach my approach to this was like, I'm prepared to die. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I do not have... Okay, see your answer. I don't have confident, uh, confidence in you protecting no, me. No, absolutely just, you don't. I don't either. I'm like prepared Brandy, that... You and I. It's it's true. You it's and I so are together. yeah. It's, I mean, not in the same way, but it's awful. We'll but it's there. I, I, I just come up with the exact same answer. But I gotta be way honest. Differently, when I when copper uh, and I don't want to I don't want to read too much into the question here and, and make assumptions. 
I don't think the question was in which natural disaster <laughs> conspiracy theory are you most willing or prepared to die. Like, I'm, I'm uh, most prepared. <laughs> sort of a to samurai die. interpretation. Right. Yeah. I am prepared. Okay. Right. Let Sarah go because I feel yeah, like we Sarah, please. have uh-huh. a. I, I feel I am equally and perfectly prepared for each and every one. Because I'm just walking into the woods and dying. Exactly. I I that's my plan for literally everything. Exactly. I'm I just, just walking into the woods, giving up and dying. <laughs> I, An- anecdote, anecdote. It was Valentine's Day. We went to go see the road. Yep. Because that's our relationship. Hey. Yeah. Um, Love it. It was her and me and my friend from work and not his wife. Not his wife. So <laughs> We were the only up. people in the theater and we watched the road. And uh, when Charlie's Theron just starts stripping off her clothes and walking into the ash yep. woods, the only sound that ever appeared in the theater was Sarah just going like, yeah, girl. <laughs> Go. Get it. Go. <laughs> Kill yourself. How? Okay. Here's the only difference. They had a child, and I would not leave a child. Oh, no uh, child left. I, behind. Yeah, no, behind. Okay, yeah. I hate mm-hmm. you. Someone I, know, but I would not leave my kid. No offense. In your hands by yourself. No. no. (laughs) And that that is fair. It's fair. That is a strong decision. If it's just you and me, I love you, but I'm walking in the woods. No, but seriously, it was like an hour of the room dialogue and music. Get it. (laughs) Then the hour until the film ended. And that was the only sound that happened. Because basically anything goes wrong, she threatens to go die of exposure in the woods. Yep. Uh, Why the woods? I don't know. You want some privacy, yeah. I assume. I mean, if oh, you're okay. being like ripped apart by zombies, you don't want to do it in front of your loved one. I'll just go die over here by myself. It's in, fine. The woods. in the woods. You don't want to be a burden to other people. <laughs> so, yeah. And what I you... wanted to be quick. <laughs> what you thinking there, babe? Your mouth's agape. So, <laughs> that's. Yes. What happened here? <laughs> I don't think we understood the question, is what I'm I getting. We perfectly understood it. We just have different interpretations. Yeah, ours were like, you know, we don't have any faith in you to protect us. And yours are like. <laughs> of a fighter and I'm a quitter and I don't want to put that much effort into trying to survive. We're all gonna die. So yeah, just end and it I, quickly. I think I'd have more motivation to fight for someone than to like Which is clearly fight not you guys for myself. But our yeah. only our We really helped our popularity with this episode premise, didn't we, Spencer? I don't think we should keep I, the mix the mix six brought to you by Camus. Yeah, I don't think that we need to keep going here. Um I think I think that we're all good. Um more counseling. And uh, Camus, drink the poison. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna take a minute um, and we're gonna collect ourselves and find some more non poison alcohol and uh, and yeah we're uh, we'll maybe be back. <laughs> Caleb, we've all had a good cry uh, and I think we're feeling better now. So, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm gonna drink to mourn my my significant other that mm-hmm. has gone into the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> and will no longer appear in this podcast. Never like uh, Jack. <laughs> Distille Brewery's Wild Sour Series Syncopathic Apricot. Oh. So, so the apricot version of what you had earlier. We're back to the syncopathic, but this is apricot. <sighs> crazy. How crazy is that crap? You've been really liking that syncopathic. How's the, how's the apricot do? This, this is a hash brown too. Wow. Oh, damn. It's a solid four. I like these syncopathics. Damn. These are great. You having a day? Good job, Steel. On the beer, I'm winning on this from what I've tasted. Everyone else's. Yeah, so. no, you've had the best. The psychopathic is yeah. pretty great. Hey, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about today a uh, wow. You really set me up here. Yep. It, we're going to do a mock draft, which is your number two vote getter. Typically is. 
and this is a suggestion from Matthew from Seattle. It's the zombie apocalypse, and you need to put a team together of fictional professors, teachers, educators. That's where the quote ends. What uh, Spencer did to us is he then said, we've modified it slightly. Pick four and the order in which they don't survive. Right, yeah. So start with the the first person that's going to die. Now, we planned this before uh, the ladies joined us, right. and I really just want to like talk about the anti- antagonistic relationship of the way you pick this. I'm very pro-zombie. Right. Like, it's it's my will. Very pro-educator. Yeah. And you really put me in kind of a Sophie's oh. choice here. Yep. So I just wanted to say, before we even start, I don't appreciate it. Um, anyway, Sarah, I appreciate you. So go ahead and get started on your top four fictional educators to die in a zombie so, apocalypse in order. We're picking this, the person who will die first. Yes. We and this it. is assuming yeah. that I'm not walking into the woods and dying. On it, my own. it is making that assumption. You're, okay, you don't right, factor into checking. it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think okay. Matthew oh. from Seattle was aware. Of uh-huh. <laughs> Suicidal, Mor- morbid thought. Uh-huh. All right, uh, my first choice and clearly going to die first is Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act. Oh, oh. oh wow. wow! Why does Whoopi Why go first? What's your problem with Whoopi? Well, she's one. She's not really an educator, and two. I mean, she's running from the mob, but what like survival skills does she had? She had to go in hiding. Like, I guess you could hide well. Yeah, if your mob gonna... survival skills aren't going to be the same as zombie survival yeah, skills. like, I don't know. I, just, I don't think she's going to make it very far. Like, a clever disguise won't get you out of a zombie. Right, they're still right. going to eat her face off. The mob, though, real suckers for that one. Mm-hmm. Caleb? Didn't see it coming. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way first and steal it from everybody else, because I know it's going to be the number one pick. Yep. I'm going to go Robin Williams as John Keating Ugh. from uh, Dead Poets Society. Not even on my list. Didn't right. make my list. Totally, yeah. made, my list. totally made my I, list. I, I, it made somebody's list. Yeah. And here's the reason. Uh, John Keating's a great teacher. You, you're rooting for him. And so you know the zombie shit is serious when, as he stands up on his desk and, oh, Captain, my captains, something Dude. breaks through the window and eats his throat. Yes. Like, I you want know to this see shit that movie. Is, you know this shit is real yes. when John Keating goes down in the first five minutes. All right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, also fitting with that. Do we consider that part of it? It, it works on multiple levels. So, uh, first on my list, someone who I don't think in the in the need to run from a rabid zombie horde would make his or her way out. Mister Fenny from Boy <gasps> Meets World. You did not the lovable oh, neighbor this is teacher. Unbelievable, Mister Feeny is it Feeny? It's Feeny. Yes, I guess, technically, yeah. yeah. Also, there's no repeats on these lists. Be- no, that's how the draft works. This there. is. This is okay. 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 <laughs> I she I'm in trouble for that. But but for and a second, that's where the divorce happened. Yeah. Just ding. it wasn't all the other stuff. Oddly, it was this Mr. Feeny pick. Uh, the <laughs> oh man's not making it. He wears loafers and a sweater on a summer day. He is not making it through a zombie apocalypse. Can, can I? Can I say something? I, yeah. So it, complete opposite for me with Mr. Feeny. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think your take on him is accurate. What? Maybe we can talk about it later, but yeah. I think we need to wait until he comes up on your list. I want to <laughs> Am I allowed to wor- say him later? Wor- yeah, you're allowed to say okay. what your original pick was. You got to pick something you else. You got to pick someone else. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, I've stolen him now. Damn. And you... Okay. I'm sorry. I did it's not okay. know. But you get to pick twice in a row now. Okay. Yeah. That's true. So my original pick for First to Die was John Keating. Yeah. He's Too busy He's standing on desks. Yeah. Yep. Done. Um, and then... I guess my new number one will be Dumbledore. And Ooh. didn't even think about that. Here's why. I love him. If they him. can kill a fucking wizard? Girl, but listen, you why? You know this is the worst zombie movie ever. No. Yeah. 
here's the deal. When I this resonated with me, J.K. Rowling said whenever he she was writing Dumbledore um, that he was the epitome of goodness. So you know he's going to sacrifice himself for me. Mm-hmm. And the oh. way the way I approached this was, I'm in this group. How many people can die before me? So yeah. It's he's Dumbledore. Gonna, he's right. going to do that. He'll be a human also, shield. Zombies done almost killed Dumbledore and he flame cycloned <gasps> oh, him. Yep. yep. True. And like these must be like these are really asbestos zombies. Successive yes. these zombies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you get to pick twice in a row. Okay. So then my second to die. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peel as substitute teacher. Because... So good. I mean... Zambai! Exactly. Zambai! Exactly. I mean, you understand why. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm sad to see him go, but he's definitely going to go. Yeah, he's not making it. Uh, but in that universe, zombies are racist and would not attack <gasps> African Americans. So. Oh! Man, cut. Okay. God, producer Ooh. Ross just came off the bench. To you know what? Be terrible. We're gonna allow it. We're gonna allow, <laughs> allow it. it but he okay. did have okay. a point there. <laughs> All right, we're coming back this way. Uh, second person to die on my list, and truly sad. But I just think at the end of the day, I, I, I might, in fact, um, your Dumbledore reasoning probably applies here as well. Okay. Love of my life, and that's um, <laughs> Miss Bliss <gasps> from oh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I feel like there's a there's a nice uh, kind of narrative interaction here between Mr. Feeney and Miss Bliss, which is when push came to shove, I think that Feeney would throw himself in front of Miss Bliss for the purposes of being kind of like heroic or chivalrous or kind, yeah. which I think gets her 50 feet farther down the road. Okay. Uh, 50 at best, I think, uh, if we're in a full out run here, because, you know, I don't I didn't look I didn't watch David Bell and go Miss Bliss is really going to out hustle. A zombie. Um, you didn't think that at all. Not no, once. No, I didn't. Wow. But but I think she's going to out hustle Mr. Feeney, which is the important part here. So, yeah. Caleb. All right. Uh, my next one. So this is all about the order in which people have to die in a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you lose the best character first to let everybody know this zombie apocalypse is serious. Not like those other zombie apocalypses. Right. It means business. Then you have to kill a skeptic. You have to kill someone that doesn't believe the zombie apocalypse is happening, which is a difficult pick because, like, there's clearly undead people consuming people. So you need someone who can't believe in something they see with their very own eyes every day. I'm going to go with Ben Stein's character from Ferris Bueller because Ben Stein doesn't believe in weather Mm. or evolution (laughs) Mm -hmm. or any other other things he can currently see with his eyes. He can really commit to that role to being a skeptic of a thing directly in front of him. Also, not sad to see him consumed alive. Right. Professional denier. Like, at this point, I'm enjoying the film. So Ben Stein <laughs> goes down nice. uh, pl- as playing Ferris Bueller's teacher. Yeah. yeah, pretty solid. I'm really excited to see the look of recognition on all of your faces. <laughs> as I Don't mentioned, my number two Don't pick do it. as Bill Rago. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Danny DeVito and fucking Renaissance fan. Oh, wow. You're welcome. Wow. Okay, I don't disagree with the pick. That's right. You don't. That's fucking right. You don't. <laughs> but it needs to come later. No, no. He's not. No, not. He's on a military base. Okay, you don't get that to no, the third act of a that, zombie movie. He does on my list. 
when you see my next two picks, all right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Her head bobbed. So yeah, this, yeah, I don't think kind of just see snap at me. Too. I did. Wow. And that's why he's number two. Because, I mean, Danny DeVito normally is not going to probably make it very far. Yeah. But he's on a military base, so he's number two. All right. He gets some. He, he gets makes, another one. He makes it through that obstacle course. So yeah. he yeah. makes it. All right. I don't know character name for number three. But it's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in Kindergarten Cop. Oh, oh damn. Oh, man. Didn't even occur yeah, to me. Who, right. who out survived? Well, That's we'll right. find out later. I just can't. I can't understand anyone out surviving him at this oh, point. Oh, but right. you will. Um. So yeah. Obviously. I mean. I don't feel like I have to justify that one. He's you gonna sure fucking don't. make it pretty, pretty far. <laughs> but he's gonna go down in the third. Gonna but to he's gonna go off. down before top pick. Okay. Is he right. going to die on his way to the chapa? Obviously. I literally had with, to with kindergartners in his arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Yep. Caleb. Uh, my third pick is, again, all about where you need to be at in a zombie movie. I'm going to go with Jordan Peterson as Jordan Peterson. You need someone who betrays humanity um. and uh, is going to like open the door for the zombies. Like, all oh, these young zombies, they're, they're just hungry. We have to listen to them. He's going to open the door and get consumed. And so he's definitely my number three pick. So, Jordan Peterson. Caleb, did you, in the course of a mock draft, draft... Someone who would be an extra topical consideration to the fictional teacher bit. <laughs> Are you saying that Jordan Pe- Peterson is an actual professor no. that teaches actual truth? I think that you know what happened here. No, I think he teaches fiction. He says that race realism is true because of lobsters. Ugh. He's a man in 2018 who follows Jungian psychology. He can't be real. All right. uh, he's obviously a Just cartoon. Have you heard his voice? Someone keep it on the board. Uh, you, uh, he clearly needs to be consumed. Also, at this point in the film, after you've eaten Ben Stein and Jordan Peterson, mm. I'm already starting my standing ovation. Uh, like, better than 28 Days Later, a zombie oeuvre. Just, uh, just yeah. flag that one as Caleb's extra topical pick. <laughs> uh, third person to die for me is Tom Berenger as the substitute. So here's my thinking around Oh, this. man. How yeah. does the substitute go down? That's what you have to fucking convince me of. Okay, okay. He and can turn a yo-yo into a death machine. I like. only have to convince you that he goes down before the next person, which I think I'm going to win. But the trick here is he's crafty enough to stay alive. He's definitely going to make it past Mr. Feeney and Miss Bliss, probably keep you and a couple other motherfuckers alive, too, in the process. But, and this is an order of operations question, he doesn't stay alive longer than number one on my list. We'll get there in just a second. Brandy? Brandy. Well, it's your name, yeah, and it's, it's weird so saying weird. it because I never your say your actual name. Babe. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> babe. My number three, okay, is Professor Finbar from Jimmy Neutron. So, <laughs> wait. <laughs> that's a dark horse pick. I yeah. like it. I really thought he'd be on everyone's list, but I guess not. Um, first of all, voiced by Tim Curry. So <gasps> done. Didn't do nice. that. Yeah, I didn't either until I googled it. So. Then I don't like that word. Don't <laughs> again. Uh, I googled it. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um. So like his main goal is to like fool kids. Um. I work with kids. Most of them are monsters, zombies, if you will. And I just think he could do a really good job. I mean, he never really executes a plan, but he like gets close to it. <laughs> so I feel like he could like kind of get there and I have time to like run away. He never actually does a good job. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. And then you get uh, first pick of the last round. Okay. So this is my last to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is my Mr. Feeney. And here's why. <laughs> first, he's not married. 
all he does is probably research how to survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I just assume. You think that's what he's doing over there? Yes. Sitting uh, on the patio? Yep. And he comes out, looks over the fence, or whatever he does every now and then. Also, this is what really stood out. Um, his like line in the whole movie is, uh, I love you all, class dismissed. And I just imagine him killing a bunch of zombies and saying, like, I love you all. And then pulling, so the, pin, pulling the pin on a grenade. That's yes. So class dismissed, throwing it, zombies dead, oh, I good. survive. It's a real shame you can't pick that one. What are you going to pick instead? Right. Oh. It's like the end of I Am Legend. <laughs> that would have been a solid pick. Okay. Yeah. If I have to pick someone else, I'm going to pick Miss Frizzle. No, you, <gasps> you looked at mine for that purpose. No, it's, it's blacked out. Oh, she you didn't. totally looked at mine. No, I You did that on purpose. Mm. Oh, yeah, my gosh. She did not. You. She did not. Because of science. Uh, That's why I pick her. Go you ahead, babe. you did that on purpose. <laughs> Mic drop. Science. Oh my god! Oh, looks like you need to come up with a new one. <laughs> this is terrible. Oh my god! You take Keeney away from me one more time. Earlier. Actual divorce now. <laughs> Shit's getting awkward. You you need to love the game more, honey. Okay, that's how this works. <laughs> And I, I think you know it. Also, you spelled Mr. Feeney, Mr. Finney, yeah, and that's terrible. Yeah, well, here we are. Not as terrible as cheating. I just want to put that little feather in well, your Well, yeah, you Go can't ahead. stall. you got to pick your Explain. last one. Well, it was Mrs. Frizzle, Why? because she would out-survive everybody, because what? while they're all trying to fight, she's just going into somebody's bloodstream. She's probably in one of the zombies <laughs> God, in a so fucking good. magic school bus, yeah. just zooming around. But since my wife cheated and stole that pick... I guess I'll say Professor Snape, and I don't have a good explanation for it. But oh, at this moment, he is, the, he is the last remaining fictional educator I can Can I of. propose an alternative to you? No. That I just came up with? Yeah, go ahead. To help you out? Yeah. You, uh, this huh. isn't my pick, right. but like... Yeah, okay. jump in there. I, gotta, I feel like I gotta support you. Yeah, I got real hosed. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got straight up screwed there. All right, this is... It might it, be extra topical. Would like, we consider Wilson from Home Improvement? To be a teacher of no, Tim Allen. No, God, no. But he's got the wisdom. He's sort of a sage, right? Yeah. But, like, he only exists behind a fence, which is real fucking good for a zombie Even, even my, Even <laughs> yes. my support There's system always a fence. <laughs> yeah. is, is hurtful right now. All right, okay, sorry. I tried to help. Just know I, that I was going to pick Mrs. Frizzle, and then I got bamboozled by my, by my own wife. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's my last pick. I'm going to pick. And this is no surprise to anyone's ever heard of me anymore. Edward James Almos as Jamie oh, Escalante yes. from Stand and Deliver. Can you imagine a better heroic last stand than Jamie Escalante, shotguns in both hands, mm. being consumed by the undead, screaming, he has to save these kids. Oh, my God, and, yes. Oh, God, no, it can't. That's real good. That is the ultimate last stand on, on the zombie movie. So I just really want to, I just want to clarify, I have the best order. Like, John Keating lets you know it's a dark timeline. No. Ben no. Stein, skepticism throws right out the window as he no. dies. Uh, Jordan Peterson dies. Everyone's happy about it, but also causes the 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 fall of the utopia we built in the zombie thing. But then Jamie Escalante restores order through his heroic scat no. sacrifice. My, just, mine was the okay. best. Right. Here's the thing: I I love your number one pick, the but kids. I, dude, I think mine fucking wins. <laughs> That's Brady, how these all work. Brady fucking agrees. Oh, she, she right. means she didn't steal it out no. of spite. No, <laughs> and, but I had to look up his name because I'm going to remember because I'm terrible with names. Uh, Principal Joe Clark. Which is fucking Morgan Freeman and Lean on Me. Lean he does on me, l- best huh. educator. He does love to chain a door shut. He 
Fuck cool. fire code. Wants no. nothing to do no. with it. Stay in here. Chain them bitches shut. Chain the doors. He took care of those gang members. He fucking cleaned shit up. No, True. that's a sneaky he good pick. Good. Yeah. He's in like inner city. He fucking knows. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's barricading before zombies are even a thing. That's right. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's going to carry us home. <laughs> oh, Dangerous Minds? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, might yeah. make it though, mm. right? It's order of she, dying. Yeah, she might. Yeah. But there's yeah. no hurt. Leather jacket can't Morgan bite through Freeman. that. She does feel. She does feel like the kind that like ends up on the boat sailing off. You know, at the yeah, end. Yeah, she's of the, the last film. person. Oh, on no, the I made it. Bye, everybody. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. I don't like your white privilege right now. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Wow. Morgan Ooh. Freeman Ooh. and Lean on Me Ooh. wins it. More beer. <laughs> Brb. Damn. Spencer, what are you drinking? Last beer of the episode, we're still with Distill, but this one actually isn't a sour. They only had five. Right. They so really fucked us up here. We maybe didn't totally lean into that theme, but that's on them, not on us. So I'll be drinking the Amra Mango IPA. Two things I've never liked together. Um, so, anyways. Sarah, describe how he's drinking it. You have to do that. He's putting it to his mouth. And with his long making fingers. the worst oh. face, literally the worst. Oh, see, yeah, it no. becomes good in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, that's a one. That's oh. a hard scalped potatoes. Oh God, we all have. Oh my, to. we all yeah. have to. Yeah. Okay, Caleb, the you rule go. is all ones. Oh yep. my God, that's a bad beer. Oh, Caleb's face is worse. Caleb's gonna throw up. Caleb's Caleb. gonna throw up. Caleb's gonna throw up the table. Don't. No one else try it. Nope. It's not even no, funny Sarah. as a joke. Yeah, it's not even funny as a joke. It's yeah. soapy water. It's soapy mango oh, water. Oh, that is the worst thing oh, I've Sarah ever likes put it. in my mouth. It tastes like nuts. Anyone else? No. no. It's so bad. No. I have oh. like an almond. Like I've been eating almonds all day. Shit. I mean. That is poison. It's salty not, almonds to me. I don't oh, know why. God. It's not good, but it does have that aftertaste of an IPA where it's like you've it thrown up that grapefruity throw up taste. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Ross is a no. Ross's face is just like a Pixar animation story frame. Just like throat? all of the negative emotions <laughs> in a row. There are no almonds in there. I'm having a stroke. Uh, it tastes like salty uh, almonds. That's ah. no, not good. It's terrible. Pistachios, maybe? <sighs> drink this. This is good. You drink, drink that. Drink this, not that. Yeah, yeah. so... Clearly and a one. By this, this is anything else. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is that beer we just That tried. is one of the worst beers we've had on this show. I really think it's up there with the uh, Stillwater yeah. Saki dry hopped yeah. monstrosity. What's your rank? The, oh, it's a hard it's one. A hard oh, one. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That probably, be clear. That, probably got, that probably got lost in the almost vomiting yes. and yelling. It is yeah. deep scalloped. Yeah. Hard All right. no. Hard no. Uh, what are we talking about, Brandy? Okay, so... Right now, we're in a segment called Drunk Enough, mm-hmm. where I'm assuming mm-hmm. these are topics that you need to be drunk enough to have. Bingo. Yes. Mm-hmm. You got it. Nailed it. I have watched the show before. Mm-hmm. Watched, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> um, and our topic today is the dangers of couples gaming. And we, I think, are a got great it. group of people to talk about this because we, we game this. together all the time. Yes. All the time. Uh, both together as a group of four and individually as couples. By as not couples. In, by that I mean not individually, oh, but with couples. You are good at um, math. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith, separated. if you will. Do- um, doctor, no, he's a doctor. You're a master of English. So uh, we kind of encountered this last night. Yeah, Uh-oh. we did. Uh, so we start. We were playing the Arkham Horror card game. 
which we got precisely because it was billed as simplifying Arkham Horror, which is a game I love. It's a lie. <laughs> but it is a damned, it is a goddamned lie. Uh, it is intensely complex. And there was a point last night where like... Gail threw in the towel? Yeah, I, I wanted to just throw the game out the window and never play real, it again. Got real angry. And my review is not going to be stellar of that game if we ever talk about it in Dissecting Our Fun. But I want you guys to play it first. And, oh, cool. And Thank see you. If, yeah. yeah. Here's the um, thing. It's really good. When you get going. When you get going. But it's so hard to... Get going. Get going. But once you have, if your character, if you can keep the same character, I think you're in a better place. Yes. Yeah. But there's only, an, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I don't get too deep into the mechanics of Arkham Horror, but it did take us an hour and a half to set up. Oh. And then we were not playing it no. right because we set it no, up but, wrong. But oh, Caleb no. wanted to give up and I was like, but I like it. And it's like, true. But I'm like, done. I'm like, but I want to play. You, yeah, you are right to like it once it gets going. But I, I was having a difficulty of like, but when does that ever happen? Yeah. And we were having a strong disagreement there. I think we yeah. had a moment like that in Ex Libris because um, I was oh, far man. too drunk. Uh, you but guys, uh, but there, there are moments in which you are like very enthusiastic about a game, but I am not for reasons. Very often. Um, yeah. And but the, like it goes the other way too. Like, but we're right. <laughs> there it we is. Are right. Yeah, and you well, guys let's are just, just get it. Yeah, yeah, we have to be drunk enough to have this now fucking fight. Producer Ross, can you pre-call in the domestic dispute? <laughs> <laughs> like, just be like, be here at like ten twenty. Just it's because Caleb hates playing games with me. No, there's games we love playing together. Seven See? Wonders Duel, Patchwork. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here's the thing, Alchemists. I oh. fucking love Alchemist, and you is. hate me for loving it. I, like I, I, I am not smart enough for Alchemist. Caleb, I'm... And here's the thing. You've said that while you've beat me in a game of Alchemist. It's all yeah, part of but, plan. But the trick to Alchemist is that it's not just about... like. I, oh, wow. Al- Alchemist is great. Um, it really is. But I'm a little bit with Sarah. Like, I'm, ain't nobody got time for nope, that. No, I'm That's with Caleb. I, I love no, that game. But, I beat but, you yeah, because you explained to me how to figure out how to cross off things because I couldn't do let's it. Let's zoom back. Let's let's go back. <laughs> Unzoom. We're not talking about we're not talking zoom about like back. Yeah, it's like zooming forward but backwards <laughs> the other way. Out. Maybe zoom zooming out. out. I I'm not a doctor. <laughs> nope, it's uh, a time thing. Look. Okay. So, okay. it's not about the specific games, but it's about couples gaming because board gaming is something you do as a distinctly social activity, yes. right? Yeah. And it's one thing if it's a party where you have guests and you're like making food and stuff. But when you're couples gaming, and I think there's something many of our listeners can relate to or at least have friends they know they can relate to, there's a different expectation that goes into it and therefore your perception of the game sort of fucks with that social space oh, sure. in a way you have to mm-hmm. be able to get over and there's dangers. And it's not just board gaming. I mean like there are multiple people who've called like the newest <laughs> the newest Mario, Mario game co op is like called it divorce, divorce. mode. <laughs> but see, like we actually we have a great time playing uh, Mario Odyssey. Well, I do, but your face makes me think you're you're not. No, yeah. no the other like no the no. one before that the before one on that. the Wii. Oh, the new Mario's were like Luigi, no, where you can jump off of each other, and so like you'll be jumping, oh, and then well, Luigi really jumps on you your head and knocks yeah. you into lava. Yeah, you can really fuck your. Yeah, you can really fuck each yeah. other over. That Brandy's can... Brandy's thing is just to run up behind me and pick me up, and then to throw me it's off the screen. That's it. Especially in critical moments where like one, you know, like you, if you die, everything gets erased. Like or like I'm I'm clearly very stressed. You know what I mean? Because like I do not handle Mario games very well. 
uh, and that's kind of like a point of entry for her in some ways. So yeah. I totally get that. Here's one of the here's one of the like weird expectations about couples gaming that is its own bear trap. Just stay out, people. <laughs> uh, the the creative intelligence games concept. Uh, code names. Yeah. Oh God, it's it's a problem as old as charades. Yeah, the communication <laughs> coordination problem. Yeah, yeah, and it's just there's like this expectation. unexpected expectation that your partner is going to know what you're thinking at all times and should know things that aren't right. normally knowable. Right. And, right. and we never play in couples teams for precisely for that, that reason. Like Sarah right. and I play together, you two play together. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, We, no, we that's learned smart. from our mistake we the did. one time. I actually want to take a counterintuitive position there, which is we don't, you? Play, we, we don't <laughs> no. play on the same team because it wouldn't be fair because we would beat everybody because obviously we're oh, always thinking you. the oh. same thing. Wow. I, Brady would murder you. <laughs> it would be uh, actual it would be murder. <laughs> okay. All right. Nope. Never mind that. Also, you have seen... Us two play code names together, yeah. and we're fantastic. We really are. We are amazing. Yeah. We're the uh, best code you guys namers. Just hey, think we're, we're real good. We're real you're, good too. You're good too. Yeah. But you guys just think like so differently. Like, like there were words on the board. It was like snowman and igloo, and you said cold too. And he's like, uh, temple because sometimes temples are cold on the outside, and and like Cheerio because some, I put cold milk over it. Like you guys think yeah about things so differently than we do. It's, so, it's so weird. It is fascinating to watch. So I think one day you should play it like live so people can watch it. I think oh, that'd be great. No, no, no. Yeah. no. no. I, I think this would be a great idea. I like people liking this. Is how I feel about the mixed six. <laughs> It'd be a real drunk enough sex. Yeah, hey, you, you don't they like watching play- us play it. So. <laughs> but we only play it when we're drunk enough. When we're dr- that is true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So because the good. other half of that is um, we have done like big four person cooperative games, Time Stories, for example. Yeah. And despite some of the perils of couples gaming, of which there are a few. Uh, we all played the same game for roughly five hours, and other than a tense ten minutes where we all wanted to kill everybody else at the table, we got along really well. And so it was I think really that, gratifying when we figured out what the right. fucking How puzzle was. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that um, for all of the reasons that it's a risk, especially around expectation, because you assume the other person will just know what you're thinking, mm-hmm. that they'll fill in some of those blanks for you. I think the other half of that coin is also true, which is when we're playing a cooperative game. I have a good handle on like when you're maybe not so happy and you probably have a good handle on maybe when and and, yeah, and it allows yeah. us to adjust I think and so yeah. it creates for all the reasons it's a problem it's also kind of an advantage sometimes you know what I mean I you agree. also see yeah. when I go blank in the face and you're like well, maybe we should adjust how we're talking right now mm-hmm. or we should take a break so I do think that there are some advantages of couples gaming Sarah hates that idea just just <laughs> m- because Sarah just wants to win and get get away from the table mm-hmm. heard so that sweet. yeah You're just being so sweet well you know that's my thing that's definitely the, the the ethos I've developed here oh, over all of these I, episodes I often find myself in a position of expressing an opinion about a game and then like trying to adjust based on the perception of what I'm happening and like what I'm happening, it's not it. it's not it's not working so like ex libra so I'm like well, this seems a little fussy. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. And then, and, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, yeah, Caleb. And, Nobody wants to hear it. That, yeah, that did exactly. not go well. Exactly. And then oh. it was like, I'm probably a little too drunk. Or we need to try it again. And like, I just keep on like, and then I'm eventually like, it's my favorite game ever. And then there's no way. There's no way to escape yeah. from the initial comment of this seems a little fussy, which was no. apparently a bridge too far. I, I, Only when we've all had some to drink. <laughs> and I think I would like to try again. 
I want to defend. I want to defend you on this. I did not feel too drunk uh, when babe, we were playing Ex Libris. Babe, you you humped across the kitchen. You were drunk. You, <laughs> but was... I didn't feel too drunk, and I really want to underscore that. Okay. And I don't disagree that it's not like Seven Wonders. There's a lot of pieces of marks. It was to it. very fiddly, and I think and that's all fine. Well, yeah. What was interesting, not to make this a comment on Ex Libris. This is I not a review of Ex Libris. Right. I was a little it's, drunk. Right. It's a comment. And also, on, I'm on bad how, at the alphabet. It's so. a comment on how poorly Sarah handled the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I wanted to murder and everyone. And then it's like I, I probably had a just. I like liked the game, but I was like, "Fuck you guys! I'm with Sarah." Like I, I had this like. There was some factioning yeah. going on, yeah. Because you guys were you were drunk and we were relatively sober and we really liked the game and you guys like we really kept didn't. asking questions that we just explained and like that. I'm sorry if we were too drunk. Uh, we got an Don't argument apologize. over time stories. That's good. We did over learning oh. it. Because like I kept trying to learn time stories, and you were afraid there were spoilers. And I was it's going a legacy to... game. You're gonna ruin it by watching and learning everything about it. And yet I didn't. But yeah, you were really <laughs> we ang- angry like, about every attempt. We also had literally the same thing with Arkham Horror, the card game. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we really need to watch the rest of this to know what we're doing. Yeah, I kept trying. I kept trying to learn the game like serotypically, like I was trying to call a mistress or like a secret second family I had. I was like, is she out of the house? Can I watch Can the I YouTube watch- tutorial? Like, it got real stressful for I a bit. Spoilers. I like I have. I have noticed. Mm-hmm. It is. Painstakingly clear. Yeah, no. When Do we you? when we cracked open Pandemic Legacy two weeks ago, I was like, "Are you ready to play?" And Caleb's like, "No, I've not looked at anything because You're not allowed. I don't want to get divorced." Yeah, like, uh-huh. Crazy. Yeah, we had to learn it on the fly. Do you guys have the the Sorry. same thing? Like one one thing in couples gaming, at least for us, is like. I just expect Spencer to explain to me how to do it. Like, he's the one who reads the rules and explains it to me. No, Does that no, exist anywhere it's, else? It's, it's pretty equal for us. Like, and she teaches me games. Unless it comes to legacy games. Unless it comes to legacy games. And when she, she can't be like, there's a game that exists? Spoiled. And she'll, like, throw okay. it away. Like, but other than if she that, knows the name of the game, that's too much. We usually um, watch the things together. Yeah. We watch the YouTube. We have, uh, we have some equality oh. in teaching game mechanics mm-hmm. to each other. Yeah, we definitely don't. Uh... <laughs> Like, not only that, but, like, sometimes, like, we'll be sitting there and Brandy will be like, hey, let's play this game. And, and we've not played it, it before. You. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And so I assume okay. that she's learned how to play it. And then she's like, oh, no, no, no. Learn how to play this and game okay. and then bring it to me in 30 minutes. That's, Hear me this out. is my concern with the Ex Libris is that I learned how to play it and I try to teach you guys. And that's where we went wrong. So I told Caleb he needs to watch the video on how to play and then teach us how to play it. And it might go better. You think that's going to help things, Sarah? I do. When, I, I, I when Caleb re-explains do. the game? Honestly, though. Oh. I wasn't Part of it is not like, here, you do this. I don't know how to read, right? It's, like, <laughs> it's not that. It's like you are inherently good at explaining things, very right. good at explaining games start to you're, finish. You're, you're a doctor of communication. You are. You, you did this. This was why you went to school all those years, to read. That one time we got drunk and you explained Scythe. It was great. Oh, my God. That, yes. <laughs> Drunk-splaining. Um, Drunk-splaining, I do think, is the next Wait, level so of backing here. Win? Right, is that oh we get God. as drunk as possible, and then we film a YouTube video explaining how to play a game. Spencer's, but only difficult games like Scythe. Yes, his Skype. only his only explanation was, "You will achieve the unthinkable." And then Sarah's like, "How so do you how play? Do you win? How do you I don't know. Win? It was very much was like beautiful. propaganda for Scythe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It was a good game. Uh, and, and an even better explanation. So, can we come up with like some base principles on how yeah. to not be us? From what I'm discuss- <laughs> from wow. understanding from this discussion, wow. you know, for all the negative things we talked about, I think 
we play games with each other all the time, and I think there are way more positives and. <sighs> So yes. so, what are we doing right then? Because we haven't okay. talked about that. <laughs> I don't think anything. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no. I well, let me. Let, yeah, I'm Back gonna take a step to here. One your is sweet thing you said earlier. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that the nice thing is that you you learn other people's communication styles and behaviors such that you can see when things are going wrong, and you can adjust. You don't have to, and I'm not saying you will, but you can. I think another thing that we do that I think is really healthy is that we break up teams a lot. And so Caleb and I will play together and the two of you will play together in competitive spaces. And I think that's good because it removes some of the pressure of those expectations that because you are my partner, I should know everything you're thinking. And now we don't even have to risk that. Yeah. The game is a game, not a reflection upon our relationship. That's right. Because I do think that's a dangerous assumption. Things, things totally change in the course of a game and the confines of the rules and the structure and the setting can really take the place of you've known me for 12 years why don't you get right. what me tapping on the table really hard means caleb yeah that's yeah. what i do i'm a tapper he i'm is. sorry sarah can you explain stop that? stop it uh-huh. stop tapping on caleb, it's not good for the, the audio mm-hmm. it's not good mm-hmm. for the audio caleb, all the time mm-hmm. uh, okay it's, it's not great for the game either i'm not yeah, yeah. it doesn't right. i'm not super great at concept okay everyone no, knows no, no it's no, fine no you're good totally Until- good People don't get it. And then, and I have, then pointing. Then I have the other thing that I would say, one of the things that we've done to keep ourselves in couples gaming moments is don't bite off more than you can chew. So if you're going to play Time Stories for five hours, great. If you want to play another game after that, make it like Bonanza game. or yes. Concept. You know what I mean? Something light. Yes, something it's really like light. A cool down after a hard <clears throat> yep. workout. Ooh, fun ooh. filler. Um, Bonanza brings up something good. Mm-hmm. Maybe not negotiation games like Diplomacy, Ooh, yeah. Twilight Imperium. You're you're not you're not betting resources in those games yeah. so much as your relationships with your fellow players. Yeah, that's good. And if your relationship is worth too much money, don't lay it on the table. No, that's really good. By uh, like playing diplomacy and then getting a divorce, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so there are certain, like, levels of negotiation bluffing games I don't think you want to get into with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Like, just don't pick that game that night. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. I think uh, another thing that we do really well is we cooperatively game very well together. We Mm -hmm. all think about things really differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when we're playing, like, Time Stories or Lord of the Rings or Pandemic, Mm -hmm. like, we are all fucking in. Like, we are, like, we have got to win this or... We're worth nothing. Sure. Right? You guys feel yeah. that way? Or? Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, mostly. Hey, yeah. but here's yeah, the thing. Right, We're but... all worth nothing together. Oh. Like, Aww. all of us are useless. Who got really sweet because we I failed with our guys. co-op? Um, I think the other the other trick to that is, and something we talked about really early on in this podcast, you know, the whole notion of the co-op conundrum. Uh of just pointing to the yeah. board and having like by and large we're pretty good about I mean I think the other half here of this bit is if you're going to if you're going to game with a significant other or a partner um there is an expectation that you're going to let them express what they think should be done. Oh, in yeah, a nobody, nobody's carrying anybody, no, right. which all, which yeah. would be really bad. Like, right. everyone gets games. Yeah. Even if you haven't learned the rules, you pick up fast enough. Right. And so, like, we're never like, you need to do this every turn. Right. Which would suck. Yeah, there's some give and take there. Uh, it, I want to say, you know, that the other end of that spectrum is if you're not willing to do that, you might have a problem like that could a that wouldn't be fun and b that could probably cause some shit i wouldn't know we don't do that i don't know do we uh, do that we're, we're perfect what do you what do yeah, you guys let's think? go that what yep. do you what do you guys think we do well or should do better i feel like we talked a lot there like <laughs> in, just threw that out 
Literally, the last thing she said was yeah. okay. Brandy. But also, listen, is this clearly. in life or just nope. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just in the games of <laughs> gaming. Not in podcasting either. Yes, yeah, segment can clear. only right. go so long. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, think we do a lo- I think we do a lot of things right, and we don't do anything wrong. Love it. What is, <laughs> what is, what is our best cooperative gaming experience, in your opinion? Oh, my God. Duh. Oh. Done. Time stories. Yeah. I had the time of my life playing that that game and then also we were so dumb at one point during the first time <laughs> don't spoil so it i will yeah, not yeah. we were so dumb but then when we realized how dumb we were we it was it, it was like was, given birth yes <laughs> like something had come oh, out of us uh-huh. the relief yes uh-huh. it was you have amazing. something you need to tell me uh-huh. or no yeah sorry to anyone who's ever given birth because i don't know that yeah we don't know what it's like <laughs> I mean, we're sure it's hard but, but sure uh, it's harder than yeah, time stories absolutely it's i'm sure harder. time stories is worse no but like the feeling of oh my god it's finally yeah. yeah, and honestly, like the way we work together, like we got frustrated, we got happy, we worked together, we never gave up on each other. It was oh my beautiful. God. It was so such so a good experience. Great. Also, it was like a day long. Yeah. Like, it was so yeah. long. It was, it was all so of New long. Year's Eve. Yeah, happy right. twenty eighteen. Um, so I realized before we leave this episode, there's one thing we forgot to mention oh. is that we are going to be doing some more couples gaming. Bingo. Oh, with yeah. the second season of Snippets of Adventure. We're going to plan it right after we end this episode. So uh, we're going to be doing a whole campaign. Uh, Producer Ross is going to be running it. And uh, we that? will all be playing. Mm. It's this. Uh, he's. <laughs> it's. It's fine. It's this automated AI software we've written to run the podcast. Um, it's. It's running the background. It's all zeros and ones. Oh, uh, so but it's good. It's a great GM, and it's an extremely accomplished GM at the campaign we're running. Um, and we're going to make characters and do all that stuff soon. So all of us are going to make yeah. characters. Well, when you're gaming, what's really important to remember is to not hold things against your spouse. Like when they forget to bring all the things you ask them to bring. Oh, God. Like the planning session. Oh, snippets of adventure. Oh, so like so, when you forget. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, <laughs> just just be forgiving in couples gaming. So I also don't have the book we're going to use to game. No, That's our, what I just learned. But our, we have all copies the materials here. You asked it's me to okay. Bring. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so love you. Cool, 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 cool. Well, this uh, was a lot of fun. But but look forward to that in the second season of Snippets. All all five of us, or as I call starring. it, double date with adventure. Hey yo, bom bom bom. Okay, all right. Uh, hey, if you've been listening to any of this, it means that you're a backer and or at least a listener of a certain level, and we appreciate so much for everything that you do. It means the world to us that you take time, money, energy, resources to make all of this possible, and we really do love you. If you're not already following us on Twitter, check us out at The Mixed Six. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Mixed Six. We've got a group and a page. You can check out our YouTube page. Just subscribe to The Mixed Six podcast. We've got a bunch of videos of us playing old games of snippets of, snippets of adventure, and we've got some super cuts of us sounding like drunken assholes thanks to maddie gibbons uh and finally you can send us things in the mail we actually recently received uh at, i think today in fact we found the expansion for sentinels of the multiverse which i believe was sent to us by james burns the coolest fucking thing thanks so much for sending us a lovely letter that was hand wax sealed on a typewriter Ooh. from neil fortier really I have to talk about that in the future my too. god 
fancy AF. Yeah, on vellum sent by an owl. Jesus. Yeah. What a win. Uh, if you, too, would like to send us a, a hand-sealed biwax letter or expansions to Sentinels of the Multiverse, <laughs> feel free to send those to The Mixed Six, 2131 West Republic Road, number 101, Springfield, Missouri, 65807. Once again, thanks for listening. It was super fun for the most part, except when we were getting yelled at or made fun of or picked on by our spouses and significant others. We really appreciate having them. Look forward to them and more of us on Snippets of Adventure Season 2, which we were going to figure out immediately after this, but we'll figure it out later. Thanks, so Sarah. Sorry. Uh, once again, this has been the Mix 6 Podcast. I'm Spencer. Sarah, how was your first episode? I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> but it was fine. Brandy, your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm Caleb. We, there we go. No, we love you guys, and we yes. are very proud of all the things that you do, and we love your Aww. listeners. Aww. Well, I didn't. I all, wasn't fishing th- Those for things that. are true, too. It was more yeah. the insult. I'm a monster. But. All right, uh, I'm Caleb, and this has been the mixing. Really Thanks good wind up. up.